Hello, welcome to Sid the Science Teen, the podcast where a teenager talks about science. I'm Sydney Williams, and in this episode, we will be talking about anatomy. I'm going to inform you about the endocrine system, specifically a human's. According to cancer.gov, the endocrine system is the glands and organs that make hormones and release them directly into the blood so they can travel to tissues and organs all over the body. So let's talk about it. The main functions of the endocrine system are to regulate the metabolism, growth, reproduction, and homeostasis. For people who don't know metabolism, it's the sum of the chemical reactions that take place within each cell of a living organism and that provide energy for vital processes and for synthesizing new organic material. And homeostasis is the regulating of the internal temperature in your body. The difference between nervous and endocrine responses is the nervous system creates fast responses using neurons. The endocrine system, however, has a slower response using hormones that travel through the bloodstream. The types of hormones are lipid, amino acid, and peptide derived. Most hormones are actually amino acids derived. So, yay for that, am I right? (laughs) With this many specific hormones, it causes effects in the target or certain tissue. Glands specifically make these hormones, but it depends on the gland on what happens next. A gland is just any structure that makes and secretes a hormone, and they're all over the body. So let's get more specific. The master gland is the hypothalamus. It keeps tabs on what's going on all over your body. The vice president, or second in command, if you will, is the pituitary, which produces many hormones that signal other glands. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But for now, let's focus on the pituitary gland. It is attached to the hypothalamus in the center of the brain. It actually works together with the hypothalamus and something called the adrenal gland to make a type of route called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or HPA axis. The adrenal gland is located on top of the kidneys for some context. HPA regulates digestion, sexuality, immune response, and how you handle stress. How it works is the hypothalamus responds to, for example, stress, and corticotropin-releasing factor, or CRF, is released into hypophysial portal vessels that access the anterior pituitary gland. Binding of CRF to its receptor on pituitary corticotropes induces the release of adrenal corticotropic hormone, or ACTH, into the next phase. The principal target for circulating ACTH is the adrenal cortex, where it stimulates glucocorticoid synthesis and secretion. 
Glucocorticoids are the downstream effectors of the HPA axis and regulate physiological changes through receptors to finally make cortisol, a hormone that fuels the body's fight or flight mode. Some of the hormones that the, the pituitary gland produces are growth, melanocyte, prolactin, luteinizing and follicle stimulating, and thyroid stimulating. The growth hormone stimulates the growth of essentially all tissues of the body, including bone. Luteinizing and follicle stimulating are essential for reproduction and go to the gonad or the genital organ. Now we can talk about the other glands. First up is the pineal gland. It produces melatonin, which has to do with sleep, and is connected to the hypothalamus, which is located in the brain. Next is the thyroid gland. This gland controls rates of metabolism. Sometimes you can have too much or too little of it, which can affect the amount of hormones produced. The hormones are triodothrin, or T3, and thyroxine, T4. Hyperthyroidism is overproduction of thyroxine, and hypothyroidism is underproduction of th thyroxine. The adrenal gland secrete hormones, but also neurotransmitters. It lies on top of the kidneys and controls metabolism, blood sugar levels, blood pressure, salt and water balance, pregnancy, sexual development during puberty, stress responses, and the balance of sex hormones. The specific hormones produced are epinephrine, norepinephrine, norepinephrine, aldosterone, and cortisol. Sorry folks about that. Glands can also be organs such as the pancreas, gonads, and placenta. Interesting fact, since it doesn't seem so fun, is childbirth and the process of labor is positive feedback to the body. It amplifies changes rather than reversing them. The release of oxytocin from the posterior pituitary gland during labor stimulates the muscle contractions that push the baby through the birth canal. The contractions intensify and increase until the baby is outside of the birth canal. When the stimulus to the pressure receptors ends, oxytocin production stops and labor contractions cease. Who would have thought something positive would be happening to your body during those excruciating contractions? Let's continue with the glands. The pancreas, which is also an organ, regulates the body's blood sugar such as insulin, glucagon, amylin, and cashmere. It is also the largest endocrine gland the smallest being the pineal. And finally, the gonads produce different things when it comes to different genitals. 
testes, which is usually found in the male anatomy, produces the testosterone hormone and sperm. The ovaries produce hormones called estrogen and progesterone. Oh, sorry, progesterone. Estrogen is needed for the normal development of the breasts and uterus, and it controls ovulation. The media doesn't talk about the endocrine system a lot. I mean, it's not the most popular system in the body. I'd say if it were my pick, it would be the respiratory system, considering the circumstances. But that's just me. But the endocrine system is so important in everyday life. Without the endocrine system, your sleeping pattern would be out of whack. You could be really short, and puberty might not even happen to you. In order for you to fully develop, you need the endocrine system to keep your body up and running in top shape. Anatomically, that is. You don't have to work out. Thank you so much for listening to me butchering a crash course on the endocrine system. Remember, we should be thankful for it. Even if puberty isn't or wasn't on your side, don't worry. I have been there and am still there, so we're in the same boat. Thank you for listening to Sid the Science Teen. As always, I'm your host Sid, and I'll catch you later.